0: Welcome back to another episode of BFS Big Fellow Strength Podcast. This will be the fifth episode, and um, as always, I'm Austin Antrip, and today I'll be talking to you about conjugate method. Uh, the The common the reason why people are not using this method, right? Is because, one, there there are multiple reasons, but they're... Just follow along with me because I'm going to list them. At least the, the main ones that I hear is... One, they are too afraid to go outside their com- comfort zone. Comfort zone. Um, and that's that's something I can attest for because... I tried using it and I didn't throw myself into the program. Um if you don't throw yourself into the program, you're not going to see results and I, I covered this um on my third or fourth episode, you know. You're not going to see progress if you don't throw yourself all in. And actually I I uh I regress It was probably my first episode um, when it comes to youth development. So that's one reason. People, People are too hesitant to try something new or they're completely closed off to it altogether. The second reason is that they have tried so many different programs and they've already quit. And they're out of they're out of the strength training world altogether. They've given up, you know. That's the one thing they probably didn't try because either lack of knowledge or just it not being available to them. Um, that's that's why they quit, you know. And they quit without having tried it. And I guarantee, if they would have tried it, <laughs> they would have seen the improvements they were wanting to see. So, and then the third reason is because, and this kind of goes along with uh, doing, doing it out of the, you know, doing something out of their comfort zone. They might have a program that's working very, very well for them, and they might not even be thinking about changing it up. And they haven't hit that point to where change is necessary within their programming, within the way that they're working out. So, those are the three big ones. I'm sure there's plenty more reasons out there why people don't use this method. But, so today I'll be explaining what the method is, why you should use it. How it's been proven effective over the many years since its development, and why why you should really consider when you hit that point within your work within your strength training career, why you should consider making the change to conjugate when and if change is needed within your programming. So, we'll dive right in with a explanation. And you'll see it people have different opinions, but I googled it, the book that it is derived out of um it was developed by the Russians back in the late 60s, early 70s when you know um weightlifting was really kind of brought to the mainstream and it was trending um it was developed by the russians and in the book you know translation with its translation obviously the transate the translation of conjugate method is doing the same motion in different ways and i'll say that again conjugate method is doing the same motion in different ways so now that i've given you the direct definition and that's not really hard to comprehend and i'm going to break that down into what it means when you apply that definition to strength training i'm going to break it down for you but it's not hard to understand if you're throwing a ball And you're not fully extending your arm when it's reared back and you're not performing the motion correctly then that's not the motion but if you extend your arm all the way back you're performing the motion right you're throwing a baseball right you extend your arm all the way back and then you perform the throw okay to do that in a different way you could simply just work on throwing your arm back and extending it that's still performing the motion dropping the ball then performing the throwing motion so you're not throwing the ball but you're performing the motion i.e. performing the motion of throwing a ball just in a different way and if that example lost you don't worry i'm gonna dive into what it means like i said what it means when it comes to weight training so weight training i fall victim to this too so i'm talking out of experience and not only my experience but what i see when let's just say we're gonna work on it's bench press day you know i know today just imagine pretend with me for a moment use your imagination today is bench press day and what i see a lot of people do on bench press day is bench press you know a normal normal bar they take it off the rack they perform the bench press for as many sets as it, your program calls for, for as many as many reps as it calls for, you know. Um, you perform it based upon what your program's telling you to do, right? And for that week, let's just say it's a set of five by three. So you're taking it off the rack. You're benching it three reps, all right? take your pause in between sets you take you've taken your pause okay you get all the way done with your your bench press workout and it's done and then the next week you move on to let's say it's a five by five and they're doing the same thing the only thing that's changing is their the amount of reps that they're doing it for and oftentimes the percentage that they're doing the reps at right you're not changing the motion you're making it heavier so let's dive into examples of how to change the motion or change not change the motion but change the way you're performing the motion on all three lifts so we'll start with bench press if let's say you're doing a pin press you know you are start and this is more of a supplemental lift but this is this is like i said this is the explanation for you beginners for you young guys or, gar- or girls that are out there trying to lift for strength or trying to get into powerlifting on your own um so like i said a pin press right it's more of a supplemental lift but bear with me you are setting the bar at a higher level or at a lower level right you're so you'll start and your pins will make it to where you're starting where the bar is just barely flush if not just a little bit raised off of your chest So you're starting in the downward position of your bench. And all you're doing is performing that pressing motion. Right? And then bringing it back down. So you're, you're performing the same motion as a bench press. Just out of order. So instead of taking it off the rack and then coming down touching your chest and then pressing you're already starting in the um downward position where it's on your chest so you're you're purely, you're purely just working on that pressing motion and then when it comes to putting the weight down you have to bring the weight down to put it back on the pin so it's just an outer out of order motion right That would be you performing conjugate method by its definition, right? You are performing the same motion of a bench press, but in a different way. So, now let's move. And this is just one exercise that shows an an example, you know, of, of conjugate method training. So let's now talk about a different way to perform the squatting motion. And this this is kind of dependent on how you squat. If you squat in a sumo stance, then you know, it might be a different motion than squatting in a narrow conventional squat stance but just bear with me because it it, it'll 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 apply either way you squat it will apply you know so if i'm performing a box squat right i'm going down into the hole but as soon as i get into the hole i'm on that box And that kind of creates a little more stability. And you're not really supposed to sit. You're not really supposed to fully sit on the box because you you could injure yourself. But you will get a little bit of relief in that hole by being able to touch that box and take a pause and then performing the squat. Right? Your, Your progression of the squat um so that's just one one example you know and that just emulates hey here's where your depth's at get used to sitting at that depth for a while because it's time under tension right so again in a regular squat you have to be controlled enough to where once you're in the hole You don't have to take that short pause but know where your depth is, right? You have to know where your depth is. And this kind of also mitigates having – I see multiple people who lift individually use a mirror. I use a mirror too sometimes. There's nothing wrong with using the mirror. But having that box there where it's like, okay, I'm warming up with just the bar, just warming up with the motion of squatting, and I go down, and I'm in the hole – the box is there so I know once I hit that box I've hit depth and I can then go up so you don't need that mirror there the box is there to tell you hey boom you know same thing with the safety uh safety squat bar um with the safety squat bar it kinda emulates a low bar squat Um sometimes I guess or I guess uh, to my understanding to emulate a safety squat a safety squat bar squat I've been told to low bar squat it's all about positioning and I'm not here to get into that but anyway you know and it has that slight that safety squat bar has a slight camber so it's it's moving the weight down you know so the weight is at a lower level than shoulder shoulder um shoulder height it's not the bar is not flush on your well the bar is flush on your shoulder but the weight is at a lower level it's closer to the ground meaning it's it's using gravity to pull you down so it's 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 a it's it's a slight challenge it's a slight bit harder it causes you to strain just a little bit more but that's okay you know you're performing the motion in a different way so and then you have uh no oh, what was it deadlift sorry deadlift different ways to perform a or different ways to perform the motion of a deadlift again is a pin pull you set the bar at a certain level on the pins within your rack and you pull it you know and these are just one example of the many things you can do with the motion you know so that is what conjugate method is you instead of doing the same main lift over and over and over again change it up to where okay last week i did a main lift like just a regular good old-fashioned bench press this week i should emphasize a pin press You also have to work with changing your sets and your reps. But I'm going to give you the simplest uh, set, rep, max effort, dynamic effort, um, program template. And with that template, you know, and it's a template that um, AJ Roberts, um... A record holder um, lifted with Westside. Uh, Louis Simmons was his coach. Um, He broke it down, you know, and he said, okay, this is what you should be doing on your upper body, lower body day, you know. So upper body, right? If it's a max effort, upper body, lower body, right? Upper max effort and i'm writing this down just so i can i can stay accurate with the numbers i'm giving you guys, right? You're on a max effort day, you're not doing any more than one one set and you're working up to your 90%. The 90% of your max is what you need to be working up to, right? So you might be doing uh 12 by 1 We'll just say a 12 by 1. You'll be doing 12 by 1. And that's just going to be straight bench press. And then 12 by 1. Close grip. 12 by 1. incline all right so those are three strength building exercises for your bench press and you're working on the motion just in different ways right except for the first one which is just your regular bench but you're doing the close grip right but you're targeting a different a different muscle a lot more than you are targeting your chest which is the main main portion that you're using in a bench press but there are a bunch of things that go into a bench press your triceps your even your forearms when it comes to stability coming off of the rack you know if you don't have good forearm strength and tricep strength working together to hold that bar it's easily going to crush you. So close grip will help with with your triceps and your triceps are a big part because that's what supports the weight while you're performing the motion because you have to lock your you have to lock out, right? At the top. What do you think helps lock out? What do you feel most? And if you don't feel this, you're bench pressing wrong, but when I bench press when I'm locking out right and i'm and my chest is like when I'm at that very top part, that final part of my bench press, I feel my triceps and my chest and my forearms and my in the joint and my elbow and the muscles within my elbow joints working in unison to try and lock out that bar, so the close grip will help you pinpoint the triceps and make you use your triceps a whole lot more than what you're using your chest right and then the incline helps you use your lats because lats are important in a press too it will help you use your lats and your shoulders which is also another one of those supporting muscle groups that helps with a bench press. If you've been lifting and you think that a bench press is nothing but your chest. And you've been lifting for two years and that's all you think thought for the whole time. You need to educate yourself. Because that is completely false. You know it plays a big part yes. But it's not the only thing working. So Anyway, upper body max effort day. You're performing a 12 by one on each of these lifts, right? And you don't, have to, you don't have to do all three of these in one day. But this is just an example of, you know, last week I did close grips. So this week I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus more on an incline whatever it might be but this is just an example and then you got your max effort lower body day and if you aren't working out and you don't have accessibility to chains and bands go out there and buy your it's a little expensive if you buy a full set But go buy some bands, resistant bands, or if you want to, you can go buy chains. But the bands, the bands help. Like the bands are probably, if I had to choose between bands and chains, I'm choosing the bands because the bands provide tension from the time, provide tension all the way down and all the way up when you're performing a bench press or a squat, so, and I'll dig into how the band works um, with applying them to the barbell and, you know, how the tension works. But, so upper body max, just to reiterate, if you're doing a upper body max effort day, You should be working up to 90%. If that means on your first set you start at 80%, there's nothing wrong with that. But your goal is to be hitting 90% on your last set. And if I was coaching this in all reality, I would split it up into... I would probably... Yeah, I'm I'm going to split it up, right? I'm going to split my sw- sets up. So the first three sets... I'm going to hit it in... 85% of my max. The second three sets... I'm going to work on... 87% of my max. The third set of three, I'm going to work on 90% of my max. And then my last set, I'm going to try to go just a little bit above 90. So my last set, three sets are going to be 90% plus. Now, if, you, if you're going into that day And you're just not, and you do your first set of three at 85% for one rep, three sets, one rep, 85%, and it doesn't feel good. You can move to that 87. You can even go to that 90. But stay at 90 once you get to 90. Once you get to 90%, stay at 90%. Because. If you're not feeling good, nothing, it's not feeling right, then you need to obviously complete the workout. But I also don't want you to injure yourself, right? So, and you can, do, and if you're one of those lifters that thinks outside the box and you like to take what people are saying, but kind of mess around do the plug plug and play kind of stuff and you want to make gradual jumps at each set go for it you know this is just an example it doesn't have to be used exactly like this right and I'm still figuring out how to program conjugate method but with that being said if you're trying to program yourself and that's something you want to do where each set you're changing the percentage all the way up to 90 that's fine I'm not promising you that you're gonna make a substantial gain in um your max out on bench or squat or deadlift whatever it is that your impl- or your whole entire total I'm not saying that you're gonna make a gain but it's something that you can try if you want to try it like that and then kind of dissect it from there see what worked see what didn't work go for it but this is just my example for you guys to follow and kind of build off of so anyway your max effort lower is going to be same thing, 12 by 1, 12 by 1, 12 by 1. And I'm going to give you three examples of three different lifts you can be doing at 12 by 1. You can do regular squat, so just a regular back squat. you can do a safety squat bar squat or you can do either regular bar squat with a box or the safety squat bar with a box either either or you know those are three 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 different different um, squat motions that are performed differently. Or they're not different, but they're three squat motions that are performed differently. So, like I said, you should be working up to your 90%. and then I'll talk about band tension in a second but you know and same like I said you're working up to your 90% whether that means you're going to start all the way on your 60 or 70% and then work your way up to 90 I don't advise that the more time you spend under 90% the more effective it's going to feel and the more effective it's going to be but I'm not saying go in there and for 12 sets, squat 90% of your max, but, you know, do the first two or three, 80, 85%, do the next two, up the percentage, 87, 80, 87%, 90%. If you're feeling good on that day, Hey. I'm not saying don't hit a PR. So go out there and hit a PR. But you know. Take that with take that how you will and use that cuz that's what this is all for. Um So those are your max lowers. Your max upper and max lower. Right? Now you're going to do dynamic Upper, and you're going to do dynamic lower, and your sets are going to be nine by two. Now I've already told you the th- the three different workouts, you know, and there are more out there. Do your own research, right? I'm not here to list every single squat motion without doing something entirely different, you know, outside of just doing a squat. I'm not here for that, you know, so if you're looking for a hundred different ways to perform a squat then you're in the wrong place so i have regular squat safety bar squat and um squat regular squat regular regular straight bar squat with a box or and or safety squat bars with a box and same thing with bench you got bench close grip incline but the things that are gonna change are the percentages and really on your dynamic you want to be hitting no more than 80% but typically anywhere from 65% to 70% and what you're working on is bar speed you're working on your explosiveness with those two reps at with weight right you need to work on bar speed so that's why the percentages are a little bit lower because it'll allow you to be a little more explosive with the motion it'll allow you to be able to perform those lifts and really work on bar speed When it comes to splitting these four days up, right, because everybody's different. You know, some people like to focus on the big three and focus on them individually. And then I've seen it to where some guys will incorporate deadlift into their lower body day. I've seen it where one week they work on squat and then the next week they'll work on their deadlift to, um, to emulate recovery, giving yourself a week off of squat so you can recover and giving yourself a week off of deadlift so you can recover. I've seen it done crazy different ways. And, um, the way when I was using Westside Conjugate Club, um, programming, they always implemented the deadlift into the squat day on max effort and dynamic effort uh, days and what you were doing is you were going you're performing your motion of squat you got a minute of rest in between and then you go and directly hit your deadlift you know so and it can be and and listen you guys can change it. You guys don't have to just. Oh this guy is saying this. And you know if, if this is something I want to do. I have to do it. I have to do it word for word. How he's saying how to do it. No. If you want a day where you just want a deadlift. For your lower body day. And you really just want to focus on deadlift. In that needs attention do it you know it doesn't if you want to do one week where you do do squat and deadlift and then the next week you focus on just deadlifting and then the week after that you focus on squatting whatever kind of variation works so but it's important that you do all these motions in a different way. And so now I'm going to get into band tension and how you can incorporate band tension or chain tension into this, right? Band tension, right? If you're if you've got band tension on that bar and you lower it to where it's touching your chest, and you're not exerting any kind of effort whatsoever to press it. It is a so let's say you have 300 pounds on the bench press bar at the top with any kind of band tension, it could feel anywhere from 350. I, there are bands out there that could put a hundred pounds of tension onto the um, weight that's already on the bar, so it could m- maybe feel like 400. You take it off the rack and that band is fully extended. It could feel anywhere, depending on the bands that you're using, from 350 to 400, right? And then at the bottom, when it touches your chest and you're not pressing it, it will feel like 300 pounds. It will feel like the original weight that is just on the bar, as soon as you start pressing within every inch that you press it off of your chest weight is added to it right so imagine having to put weight on you go up an inch off your chest put a five pound plate on each side all right you go up another inch from that first initial inch that you went up off of your chest put another five pound plate on each side Now imagine that, right? And imagine how many times you would have to stop in the middle of your progression during your press in order for somebody to keep adding weight, right? That's what the bands allow. They allow you to be able to complete the progression or at least start the progression and they allow you to keep progressing while adding weight, through tension at the same time, you can put five pounds on, but it feels with the bands it feels when you put five pounds of tension on it feels like somebody is pulling it using five pounds of force to pull it down back down so and it's a lot harder to lift something that is being pulled against your the own your own force that is being exerted into the bar if if you understand what i'm saying there so it's extremely beneficial because it allows you to experience stress under tension stress under tension builds tremendous strength and i'm talking strength within supporting the bar with all your supporting muscle groups that help you perform the press it provides it provides you the ability to get stronger within your chest without cuz when you put bands on a bar can get really shaky because it's trying it's trying to it's getting pulled back and forth and all this other stuff so it's really working the way it's working your chest is it's not only providing more more weight and more tension onto that bar during your press but it's also making your chest work a little bit more on its own state like stabilizing properties bands are great and they are a gr- like like if you didn't want to hit a regular bench on your upper Max effort day, and you wanted to hit a bench with i don't know twenty five percent band tension, so you take twenty five percent of your max right and it's like okay twenty five percent of my max would equate to let's just say a hundred pounds a hundred pounds band tension. The red bands, or the you know, let's just say they're the red bands. The red bands are rated for a hundred pounds of tension, so I'd add on those, and then the set is calling for seventy-five percent plus the twenty-five percent of my band tension. Right there, that's your different way of that's your that's the same motion performed in a different way. So. You know, there are so many different exercises out there. Um, and there are so many different programs of conjugate method out there. Um and they're probably how they've been proven, that's what I gotta go over. Louis Simmons got into powerlifting and as a competitor, as a person that is teaching himself how to do it, he needed to learn his own sport right and he goes on he says those exact words in the documentary West Side versus the wor- world so if you guys have seen the movie you already know if you guys haven't seen the movie um go watch the movie um and you will see how conjugate method has proven itself over the years Louis Simmons dominated the powerlifting world with conjugate method. He dove in and he looked, you know, he he bought the book, the Russian book translated into English to learn about this method and apply it to the way he was working out and the way he was working out with others. And after that, it just skyrocketed he's had multiple multiple guys that come in there as power lifters that have been to all these different places that have made struggles to put weight onto their total or weight certain a certain amount of weight onto a certain um certain lift like bench press squat deadlift He introduces them to the, this conjugate method and boom, problem solved within a month, within two months of doing it, you know, and many of these lifters out there that he's worked with will tell you that, you know, um, Dave Tate, boy, do I love me some Dave Tate. Has this podcast called Table Talk where he brings lifters in that he's lifted with through Westside or that he's helped coach or, you know, and he, he almost within every podcast, he talks about something that happened within his time at Westside. And Dave Tate's also in the documentary, and he explains his introduction to West Side, what happened when he got to West Side, all the adversity that he faced, all the struggles that he faced, and then when, fi- when stuff finally started working for him. So, this, and if you like, I can't fit into this episode how many times a world record has been broken from a lifter that was lifting in Louie's gym using conjugate method. There are just too many of them. But that just goes to show you how well this works. It works so well that even other lifting coaches like serious powerlifting or strength training coaches have made their own version of conjugate method training to put out there for purchase by lifters. So, you know, it it works, and I promise you it will work for you if you try it. Um and if you are that lifter that's stuck in a spot where you know you just aren't making any more progression just try it go out there and buy the simplest form of conjugate method programming that you can find and get in touch with me and tell me whether or not it worked because I could I'm not gonna sit here and give you my guarantee because I never guarantee anything because you could go out there and buy it and not use it, and then a month later tell me, oh, yeah, it didn't work. You know, how do I know that you were even using it in the first place? You know, you could just be saying that you used it and didn't use it. So, but, you know, if you're serious about it, please look into it. Go go out there. Buy a program that's based off conjugate method that uses utilizes the conjugate method and show and let me know how it goes. Um. But yeah, that's this is the simplest way I could break it down. Um, without confusing too many people because I see it on. On YouTube and on the internet all the time these powerlifting coaches these strength training coaches will pull up a whiteboard and explain but they'll kind of get off topic or they'll use words that some some beginners won't understand right and I'm sure within this explanation that I did that there's still gonna be some confused people out there but if you're confused, do your own research. I say it all the time, guys. If you want to make it independently, you've got to educate yourself. Because otherwise, you're just going to s- remain stagnant and not go anywhere. And you're going to do that for you know, a year, two years, even up to five years, and then you're going to get out of the sport entirely, or you're just going to stop training strength entirely, so, you know, and here I am with a solution, a solution to many, many people's problems, Um, I started incorporating a little bit of conjugate method into my program that I'm using, but, after i'm finished with this month because i don't like i don't like starting something and then not finishing it so i'm going to finish this month the program i drew up this month i'm going to see how how well it worked but the next month i'm going to be training purely conjugate And I'm going to use, um, a lot of these exercises that I listed in the podcast just to, just to see, you know, I have a meet coming up in four months and, um, I'm not as prepared as I want to be. And I knew that, you know, at the beginning of the month when I was, N- notified that there was gonna be a meet. I'm nowhere prepared. And I'm not gonna hit the numbers I want to hit that I think I should be hitting, but this is a very experimental stage. So I'm kind of running with it, and I'm I'm just I'm just out here, and I'm I'm competing in that meet just to simply see how well I do based upon the you know because depending on the on the program and on the coaches that you powerlifters listening might have you might four months out from a meet you might not be you might be purely working on your form and trying to cut weight and trying to maintain the numbers that you have me I don't have any set numbers, and I'm gonna take maybe a week off, not even a f- like it's and it's when I say a week off I'm still gonna go to the gym and do you know some some bar work just with the motion, but I'm gonna take a week off of like extremely heavy lifting, and that's it you know up to that week I'm gonna be trying to cut a little bit of weight and kind of get a feel for all this other stuff and kind of just see if it, it can take me where I want to go if it can take me and get me anywhere close with I want to be within the short amount of time I have to prep so um yeah that's that's my first episode of conjugate method and conjugate method training um, and i feel like i i've explained it in a way that you know some of you beginners out there can understand and if you didn't like i said i'm well I'll, first and foremost i'm sorry that i wasn't able to achieve my goal of getting people to understand even at the novel novice level but at the same time do your own research and try to educate yourself and get an understanding from it because there are serious benefits from using this method so um but yeah I, i i tried using this method about six months ago and i did not throw myself into this program and because i i i like a lot of lifters out there, you know, was doing something, you know, doing another program and the program was working for me. I was like if it ain't broke, don't fix it, you know. So i didn't throw myself all into this program and it didn't work as well for me. But I feel like if I would have given it that chance, I would have seen the same progress as the people who use it religiously if I would have just went all in and did what was supposed to be done and followed the program. But sadly, I didn't. And it was it was a lesson, you know, like I always say, failure is your greatest teacher if you're honest with yourself. A lot of people won't say that you know they're too stubborn to change i will say it. i'm too stubborn to change and i'm working on that because in order to in order to for me to reach where i want to reach my goal within the sport of powerlifting i have to make sure that i'm being honest with myself and if i'm not making the changes that need to be made I need to keep myself in check because I lift alone so and hopefully that changes within the next couple of years but as of right now I gotta work I gotta focus on the present and the present the fact is that in the present I have nobody to work out with me so I have to work with myself and I have to be honest with myself so for you guys out there that aren't doing this and you're training independently and you're you're stuck in a spot be honest with yourself because I guarantee you if you're honest with yourself you identify the changes that need to be made you will come out of that pl- you will come out of that place that you're stuck in I promise So but anyway, that's my episode on conjugate method, my explanation, um, and kind of like how to use it or a pretty watered down version of how to use it. Um, the next episode I'm going to dive in, um, to, on how to use it with, with, and I'm, I'm going to draw up a little mock program that, and it'll probably be the program that I will use this next month um and i'll talk about you know the recovery time you should be taking or and all that stuff so but anyway thank you for tuning in thank you for listening and like always live strong get strong keep grinding and um i hope you guys have a good one